Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Amen. Reading to you from Matthew chapter number seven. Begin reading at verse number seven. Today's message is receive a gift from heaven. Receive a gift from heaven. Jesus says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give you good things to those who ask him? Can you say amen to the word? I feel to minister to somebody today, receive a gift from heaven. Receive a gift from heaven. God does many wonderful things. He does impart things unto us. He transmits things unto us. He changes us. He makes us new. He revives us. He redeemed us. He reconciles us. He's done so many things to reach out from heaven down here to this earth to pull us unto him. But you better believe his favorite thing to do is to give his people gifts. That's what this season is about for a lot of people, all of the presents. I've come to tell you the greatest gift of all is not under your Christmas tree, but what hung on an old wooden cross, that old tree on Calvary. That was the greatest gift. It wasn't because God felt like he had to. It wasn't because God felt like he had a little surplus and wanted a tax exemption that he gave us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, no. But he gave it because of love. Isaiah foresaw this. Unto us, not a son has been donated. Not unto us, a son just fell out of heaven from nowhere. But rather, a son was given as a gift to us. And he didn't come in wrapping paper or nice silver lining from the North Pole But instead, it was God Almighty, the Father, who manifested into the man Jesus Christ, not in gift wrap, but wrapped himself in something that we're familiar with, and that is human flesh for us to open, for us to discover, for us to learn about, for us to be saved, for us to be delivered. I've come to tell you, Jesus didn't come from this earth, and he certainly didn't come from hell, but he came from heaven itself for you, for you. For you, for all of you, as a gift for us to open, praise the Lord. And it didn't just stop there. He gave us heaven itself. In heaven, there is no sickness. That's why everywhere Jesus went, he would heal the sick because the powers of heaven were with him. 
There is no death in heaven. He would walk up to a funeral, lay his hands on a dead young man, and that young man would arise up out of that coffin because there's no coffins in heaven. There's no gravestones in heaven. There's no graveyards or funeral homes or anything like that. He was showing the world that in heaven there is life and life forevermore. And that might not mean much to some of you, but for some of you that know that these holidays can be a little lonely, I've come to tell you in heaven there'll never be loneliness ever again. There'll never be no more loss ever again but it's nothing but life and life forevermore in heaven there are no tears that's why the people quit crying in heaven there is no sadness that's why we laid down our sadness at the altar and we now have joy that's why we can dance that's why we can sing that's why we can praise the Lord because we have a hope up there in heaven amen that's how your new testament begins with a gift. And then you read in the book of Acts, what's one of the first things that come down from heaven? Not a notice that you have been kicked out. Not a notice that you've done it wrong all along. God didn't open up hell and swallow up all of those people. But oh no, he opened up heaven. And there came a sound down there upon that upper room like a great mighty wind. And that spirit filled all the house where the people were sitting and they started speaking in other tongues, not of their own will, not of their own thing, but as the spirit of God gave them utterance. Let me tell you this, tongues did not come from hell. It did not come from hell and it didn't come from this world, but it came from heaven and that gift is still being poured out from heaven. And you know how I know that? Because the Bible says the gifts of God are without repentance. And to say that tongues aren't for us today is to say that God repented of tongues. It is to say that God said, I should have never filled anybody with the Holy Ghost. I'll never do it again. It's to say that God is saying, I am shutting off the faucet of the gifts of heaven and the church is never going to have anything supernatural again. Oh no, God never repented from any gift, but anybody who asks of it, anybody who wants it, anybody who wants it on their wish list, God is saying, I've got a nice gift for you. Here you go, start talking to me like they talk to me in heaven. And I've come to tell you, maybe the church you grew up in or where you've come from or a few books on your grandma's bookshelf said that the Pentecostals are off their rocker. They have lost their mind. They've got something that isn't for us today. I've come to tell you, God never quit giving the gift of the Holy Ghost to this world. He never stopped it. And I've come to tell anybody out there who has become a spiritual Scrooge and saying, bah humbug to the Holy Ghost, God would say unto you, it's time for the three spirits, the ghost of past and present and future in the Bible, amen, to rise up and say that the Holy Ghost is alive today just as much as it was back then, and it'll be there in the future, amen. Ha! Woo! You know the story of Scrooge, right? Guard his heart broke around Christmas time by a girl, and he said, I will never love again, and I will never give again. And he started being a miser and saving it all for himself. Now, I don't know what version you read or what version you saw, but the one that I know about is uh, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, the, the duck, right? <laughs> Little Jiminy Cricket comes up and starts showing him all his past. And then Willie the Giant starts showing him all the future. And then, then uh, who is it? Pete. 
comes up and shows him his grave and says, Why, yours, Ebenezer Scrooge. And getting a glimpse of the past and the present and the future made him realize that the greatest part of life, the greatest blessing, it is not receiving, but it is giving giving and giving and that is the heart of our God he is not a Scrooge up there in heaven but he knows the past the present and the future and he wants to give something so special to the world and that is the hope of Christmas it is life eternal up there in heaven with him so how do you get these gifts from God I've talked to a lot of people about this stuff, about the Holy Ghost and tongues and healings. And you know what a lot of people say? I'm here waiting. If God wants to do it, I'm available. I've never met anybody who received the Holy Ghost that way. I'm available whenever you want, God. And then all of a sudden, boom. I've never prayed for somebody who was sick and saying, I'm available to be healed if God wants to heal me. I've never met anybody who needed a miracle. If God wants to, if it's just his will, if he just decides to, I won't talk to him about it. If God wants to, no, it's not that way. It's not that way to just sit and be idle about getting something from heaven. To just remain neutral about it. But the Lord in this passage in Matthew chapter 7 has opened the understanding of people how you receive something from heaven. And the Lord said unto us, if you will start asking, you'll start receiving. If you start seeking, you're going to start finding. If you start knocking, some things are going to start opening unto you. Now, I know God has a will. He has a way. And sometimes God doesn't. Sometimes God says, if I do that for you, it's not going to go good for you. i got a better idea for you. And we get in the will of God. But understand this, when it comes to the Holy Ghost, it is his will. He's just waiting for you to reach out for it. If it is healing, he wants to heal the sick. If it's a miracle you need or an answer to prayer, you better believe it. The Lord loves to do that. He loves to do that. And he's looking for somebody to ask him. I remember being about seven years old. And during the entire church service, it was time to draw for me. Nowadays, kids get their parents' phones and have fun on the phones, right? But back in my day, it was a pencil and notebook, and if you had that, you were somebody. And us little boys would be on the first or second row and drawing pictures of Transformers and robots and Ninja Turtles and all of those things. And, uh, you know, the music would be going on. People would be dancing and shouting and praising the Lord. Then the offering would be taken and the preaching would come. And I never gave my focus as a seven and eight-year-old to the worship and to the, to, the, to the offering and to the preaching. But there was something about when that altar call began. I would put that pen down and that pencil down, and I started coming forward just to feel the presence of the Lord. And I would watch. Some of you saints were there, the old building on Richmond. People would come forward for the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I would watch pastor and other leaders in the church lay hands on people seeking for the Holy Ghost and I would see them go from English to a language that I could not even understand and I started thinking maybe I should start seeking for that and I would come forward and pray the first words that I ever spoke to God it was not hallelujah it was not Lord I love you but the first conversations that I had with God were always how sorry I was I learned how to repent, and I learned how to be humble. 
And I will never forget Lloyd Squires coming up to me, hearing me pray that. And he said, son, you've been praying that this entire kid's revival. He's already forgiven you. It's time for you to start believing it. And since that time, I've never doubted his forgiveness and never doubted his love. But he wants to love you and he wants to forgive you. But that's all I knew how to say. And the church would get around me. It's amazing when the pastor kid gets up. Everybody wants to cast that devil out of that pastor's kid. He's swinging me around and, you know. My tie would be disheveled, glasses all messed up, shirt untucked, shoe would be off. I mean, it was just, I'm going to pray for that pastor's kid, you know, because I'm just an easy target. They know I can't run out and say anything, right? And I'll never forget, it was January 29th, 1994. We were in revival on a Saturday night, and I came forward all by myself. I think I was the first to hit the altar. And for about three years, all I knew how to pray was, Lord, forgive me, I'm so sorry. You're so worthy. And that's a good thing to pray. You know, as human beings, we all around each other, we tend to prop ourselves up, you know. Who has the best-looking business card? Who has the best-looking website? Nothing wrong with that, but we just prop ourselves up. When you get before God, you realize how much of nothing we really are. God likes that humility, but God never really answers humility. Miracles don't happen when there's humility. If you really need something from God, it's not saying, Lord, I'm so sorry. It's not saying I'm nothing. But instead, it's starting to pray in faith and ask and seek and start knocking and gifting after it. That's how God answers prayers. And for the first time in my life in 1994, instead of saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I started saying, Lord, you're worthy. Instead of saying, Lord, forgive me, I started releasing my faith and saying, Lord, you're amazing. And it wasn't just about one to two minutes of just pure worship and how amazing he was. The gift that I'd been seeking for for all those years fell down upon me and I started speaking in tongues. And I took off running around that church. And at the end of service, dad took me and the evangelist out to the drive through and they said, they came on the speaker there at the burger joint and said, what would you like? And I said, and they said, we don't have that kind of burger. Is there something else you would like? The true story. But I've come to tell somebody who's been seeking for the Holy Ghost for a long time, you keep on seeking, you keep on asking, you keep on knocking for it, and it's only a matter of time before you're able to taste and see, just like all of us in here, that the Lord is good and that gift is real. Everybody say the gift. Start asking for it. Mm. So many, hallelujah is right. Start talking to the Lord about his gift. You want the Holy Ghost, you want a healing, when have you asked God for it? Petition him. Request it from him. God knows what you're thinking, but Jesus taught us when you pray, don't just assume that God knows what you're thinking. He wants to know that you think that God can do it. And start voicing your expressions about it. Start talking about it. Start writing your notebook about it. Start expressing it to God. And just simply through asking, that is how you receive. But sometimes it's not just that. It comes with a little bit of seeking. 
I've been telling people this that feel like they can't get the Holy Ghost. Have you ever read in your Bible about it? Well, no, not really. Start digging in your Bible. They come back a couple weeks later and boom, the Holy Ghost hits them because they started seeking for it in the scriptures. Start asking questions about it. Start digging around for it. Start trying to find information about it. And the God of heaven will reward you for your seeking and you will find. It's easy to ask. A little bit more effort to seek. And lastly, that knocking, ooh, that's the hard thing. I think most of us as Pentecostals, we're always looking for that open door, right? If the door is open, ooh, I'm going to walk right in. That's all we want is an open door, but if the door's shut, ah, next house, next house, next door, next door, next door. We just want that open door. We don't want to work for it. We don't want to get after it. But God is saying, if you feel like there is a barrier and there's something on the other side, it's time to start saying, let me in. I'm not going to move until somebody opens this door. I know I'm right where I need to be. I know this is the spot. Keep on knocking. If that door opens up a little bit, you put your foot right in and you march right in there and get what God has for you. Amen. Mm. Praise God. My grandpa Dyson, my mother's father, tells a story in one of his books. He had a brother who sought for the Holy Ghost for a long time. I think it was Uncle Faye. And uh, he dressed real sharp back in the 1940s, real nice suits, slick that hair back. We ought to bring that look back, right? You know, I did that when I was a youth pastor. I grew my hair out. It was around Christmas time. I came in with it all slicked back. And the whole youth group had a hard time worshiping. Everybody just kept staring at my hair. And so we do the nice, you know, 1998 George Clooney Ford, right? And nobody's it's not distracting anybody from worshiping since then. Uncle Faye had nice hair, black hair, combed back, and a lot of pomade, and always had that comb going. And he was a boxer. And my grandpa noticed that the first round, you know, the boxers would just kind of dance around and feel each other out, right? But then about the third round, it was on. And as soon as my Uncle Faye would get hit by a straight or a hook, that hair would fall down in his eyes, and then he would just wail on him, and he would win. My grandpa saw his brother come to the altar. It would never want to mess up that suit. It would never want to mess up that hair. And he thought, if the faith comes when the hair falls in the boxing ring, how about we try it up here at the altar? And he walked up to him and started messing up that hair and started pushing him around a little bit. And when about 20 seconds later, he started talking in tongues, praise God. You know what that is? That's knocking. That's seeing a barrier and moving and getting after it and going for it. This idea, Lord, if you want to do it, I'm here available for you. It is not going to work. But the Pentecostal church, we figured it out that if we would just stay at the altar a little bit longer, if we would just pray a little bit harder and not so much be worried about lunch and making connections or whatever, but stay in God's presence just for a little bit longer, that's when the miracles start happening. That's when provision starts happening. That's when deliverance starts happening. Never be too quick to leave. If you know there is still something there for you, you never leave until you get it. If you got to mess up the hair a little bit, if you got to shake up the suit a little bit, if you got to kick off the shoes, if you've got to kneel down, if you 
you've got to stand up, if you've got to jump or run around, whatever it is to break that barrier and get your foot in the door and get behind what you've been wanting all along from God, you get after it and do it, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor Akash, can you raise your hand? He's a pastor in India. We love Brother Akash. Had a great testimony a few weeks ago. He told me that his pastors back in India and the churches, that he has been inspired about what we've been doing here. He's been sharing with them some of the things we do around here. They've got the worship in the church. They've got the preaching in that church. But he said our churches really didn't have much of an altar call. So he said, I got on the phone and told my pastors here in Kansas City, they do something called an altar call. And he explained it and they tried it. And he told me yesterday that a girl came in the doctors, by mistake, had prescribed to her the wrong medicine and had paralyzed her body. But they got her up there in the middle of that altar call and they started praying for her. And the power of God came in that place. And that little girl, her feet started moving, her toes started moving, her knees started bending. She stood up and started walking around that church. Amen. Because somebody said, I'm not just going to wait, but I'm going to make a move and believe God for healing. Don't think for one minute that God doesn't want to give you something today. Don't think for one minute that God doesn't want to give you that special thing that you have always wanted and hoped for. But he is a God that gave his life. He gave his spirit. And he wants to give somebody a miracle today. Amen. This past Sunday, our prayer leader, Sister Green, got up here and started praying about miracles. And I heard about it from Brother Simeon Bowman. He was praying for a young man that had horrible chronic migraine headaches. And before that prayer meeting was over in the middle of service, that headache had left that young man as far as I know. He hasn't had a headache all week. That may not mean much to you, but you think about it. Trying to work, trying to go to school, trying to live, trying to function with constant headaches. Oh, it's a pain. It's horrible. But for somebody who asks, for somebody who gets out of their seat and comes forward and seeks for it, for somebody who will knock and raise their hands and get after it, the miracle and the gift is yours. Hallelujah. Jesus said that if your son comes up to you and says, Dad... I'd like a piece of bread. Would you give him a stone? Hey, think about it. Bread and, and rocks back then, the way their bread looks, you know? It's kind of similar, right? Nowadays, you know, we slice it up and, you know, put butter on it and stuff. It's pretty distinguished. But back then, bread and stone looked very similar, same shape. You know what else? Back then, they made bread on stone. But one is food. And one is not. And the Lord is saying, if you know how to give good gifts, God will give you exactly what you want and never mix it up, but it will be completely distinguished for you to enjoy. He said also, if you ask for something else, let's say your son asks you for a fish, would you give him a serpent or a snake? Both live in the water. Both are living creatures, but one is food and one is not. God is saying, when you ask something from God, don't expect him to get it wrong. Don't expect him to forget. Even though mankind is evil, mankind reaches out and loves his children. How much more? How about that? I wept over that scripture today. God is saying to us today, how much more?
And he's saying, for those of you that may have been let down by mankind, God will never fail you. For those that thought it would be this way, but mankind said, no, it'll be this way, and it disappointed you, God is saying, I'll give you exactly what you want if you will learn to ask of me, if you will seek for me, and if you will knock on every door in front of you, the gift is coming to you, praise the Lord. Amen. I have in my, actually, I already took it out. One of our guys back there in productions came up with a key. It was all dusty. Probably been back there for over 10 years, and it had my name on it. He said, here, I just want you to have this. And I just found it back there. And I put it in my pocket, a key, had my name on it. I don't know where it was from. I'm going to figure out what door it goes to. I even find something nice here in the church. (laughs) And my son Cohen wanted a mint. I usually have mints in my pocket. And he said, Daddy, can I get a mint? I'm drinking coffee, talking to people. I said, yeah, it's in my pocket. And he reaches in my pocket, pulls out a key, and he said, what's this? I said, oh, you got the wrong thing. And I gave him a mint. Same thing for us with our God in heaven. Wanting something specific, wanting something in detail is what he really wants to hear from you. The days of generic prayers are over, but the God of heaven wants to hear it in details. That is the secret to miracles around here at the Life Church. In just a moment, when you come forward and somebody asks you, what would you like the Lord for? Don't just say anything. Nothing going to happen. But if you want healing, express that you need healing. If you want the Holy Ghost, express that you need the Holy Ghost. Things are going wrong at work. Things are going wrong at home. You don't have to share everything, but just say, I really need peace in this area of my life. And the God who will hear your prayers will begin to move, and he will turn it around in Jesus' name. Do you want a gift from heaven this Christmas season? Do you want something from God? Too many people the Christmas season in the churches that are out there, God is so far out. And he's nothing to experience, but rather it's just something to endure. But here at this church in Kansas City, God is a real and live, so much so that you can feel him. I talked to a few people here today, some of their guests they brought, they said, my guests could feel God in this church, having never felt him before. You want to know why? It's because we baptize in Jesus' name. We got that right. It's because we don't worship one, two, or excuse me, we don't worship three gods or 3,000. We only worship one God as he taught us to be worshiped. And when you start baptizing, as he said to baptize, and you start worshiping him as he wants to be worshiped, you will start to feel the real God and the miracles he did back then. He will start doing them today. Amen. Let's all stand. Don't doubt him. Don't give up on him. Could just be you've been approaching him wrong. It could just be you feel like that God doesn't want to have anything to do with you. It could be a man that you just feel like that God is only wanting to do things for other people and not you. My friend, I've come to tell you God wants to do something for everybody. That's the New Testament. It says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. They were all in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty, rushing, mighty wind. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I read in my Bible these cities, these towns that Jesus would come to. It said he would heal them all. Anywhere there was faith, 
anywhere there was belief, anybody who was open for it, God did it. Miracles are not just for the religious. Miracles are not just for the average churchgoer. I don't care if you were at the bar last night and slipped under a bridge and somehow you made your way in here. If you want something from God, it is for you today. He wants to give. And he wants you to receive. He wants to bless if you will only believe. And there's some of you in here, you gave up on prayer a long time ago. Don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on praying. But if you will believe in him, things from heaven will start being poured out upon your life. Jesus said, everyone who asks, they receive. Everyone who seeks, they will find. Everyone who knocks, it will be open unto them. Don't believe the lies of this world and don't believe the lies of the devil. But let your faith arise right now to believe God for the Holy Ghost. Believe God for healing because he wants to give you something. He hung on a cross for it. He suffered. He bled and died to bring heaven down to this earth. And I wonder if you are hungry here today for something from heaven. Don't sit in your seat today. Don't stay where you are, but come forward to the altar call. I know God can move and answer prayers anywhere, but there is something that happens Sunday after Sunday up here at the front of this church. This is where it happens. Don't worry about what anybody thinks, but believe God for something special. Right now, for any child ages 12 and under, we'd like to... Reserve the center part of this altar right here for any children. If there's any child, parents come with them. If there's any child that would like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that promise is for you, kids, and it'll be the greatest Christmas present you receive this year. Any children that would like prayer for healing, any prayer, amen, parents, you want your child to be healed of something, something going on in their life, bring them down here, and I believe God is going to touch them, amen. Any children, amen. I feel the faith in this mother right now. God's going to touch that child. Amen. Anybody else, you are hungry for the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. Come on down here. Stay off to the sides. We want to pray for you, amen, and you can become a tongue talker, amen. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. Don't worry about any judgment. Don't worry about what somebody might say. It's just between you and God. Amen. We got some people that are going to walk out of here with the Holy Ghost. Come on. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, anybody, you just want to receive something from heaven this Christmas season. Amen. I invite everybody to come forth and just receive. Amen. If it's just the love of Jesus, if it's just the forgiveness of Jesus, it's just feeling God from heaven. Amen. I invite you to the altar today. Amen. Don't go through the Christmas season alone. Don't go through the Christmas season without feeling God. But come on down here, amen. Do it how you want to do it. Pray how you want to pray. But whatever you do, ask the Lord what's really on your heart. Don't hold back your words from him. Amen. Don't just run and hide, but start to seek and start to dig and figure out where it is and where it's not and where it could be and where it is. Amen. Start pressing through. Start knocking on that door. Hallelujah. Today's your day for a miracle. Today is your day for an answer to prayer. Today is your day, amen, for something from heaven. Hallelujah. Ask him. Believe him. Receive it. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't act like you don't need it. You need it. Don't act like you don't want it. You do want it. Don't act like you're unworthy of it. I'm telling you, God feels that you are. Hallelujah. If you want something today from heaven, 
You feel like something today from heaven. Come on and get it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I pray that the powers of heaven would move in this place right now. I pray that the joy of the Lord would fall down in this place right now. I pray that God would answer prayers right now. I pray that the Lord would bow down his ear right now and hear the prayer, the petition of the people I ask you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. God's hearing right now, he's hearing right now. Prayer is being answered right now. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.